So, Jason, what, what made you move to Brooklyn? Uh, Jason with an I, first of all. Uh, I moved to Brooklyn because I lived in the Midwest, and I'm liberal. Uh, I voted for Obama, um, for Barry, Barack, whatever you want to call him. You know, I moved to Brooklyn because I wanted to be around culture. And then I realized that I didn't like the culture. So I wanted to change the culture, as often we do. All right. We got rid of the chickens, spots. No more uh, blackberry anything or cherry anything or watermelon anything. Any more questions? What, what do you do for work? Well, I work for a tech company, and we're in the business of monetizing the Internet by therefore and forthwith. Uh, that's what I do. <laughs> Walk around my office with my beard. Hmm. No so nasty beard. You have a, a leather jacket. Listen, I don't eat cows. I don't care what they do with their skins. Well, okay? the, the cows obviously die from natural causes. If you have to eat a cow, yes. the cow must be saying a lullaby. And then they, they massage the cow and someone slowly sticks a knife into the cow's neck. <laughs> so the suffering's minimal. You know, he's feeling the, he's feeling warmth and cuddling. What do you sing to a cow you're about to slaughter? Sleep tight. <laughs> Sleep <laughs> Little cow. And that's it. The cow dies and we wow. make a vegan burger out of it. <laughs> Wait, you make, make a, a vegan, vegan burger out of a cow? I'm going to let you guys know the secret. <laughs> Half of this vegan shit is fake. <laughs> It's just a public service announcement. Hello, and welcome to Decoding Ford. Let me tell you dudes what I do to protect this. The podcast where we fearlessly and ferociously explore, debate, and laugh at the complex inner workings, issues, and thinking of today's grown men. Only describe us as soldiers, survivors. Now here's the crew. Allow me to introduce myself to Mac, a.k.a. Mr. Rourke. Making all your fantasies come true. Talk, talk so nicely. Up next. I kicks the mad style, so step off the frankfurter brooklyn's best kept secret Alan rick half man half amazing let's not forget mr straight with no chaser and harlem's adopted son leon aka l dot o dot i'm complex i excel then and last but definitely not Make least the master of impressions One. king of the town who's our favorite One, comedian two. i hope he becomes yours too now let's get it all in perspective mr vincent perez my family what up this is decoding 40 you already know. Don't stop. No one can do it better. We want to hold the police to a higher level or to a higher esteem, but they're just fucking human beings making a, making a shitty wage. And just like if you had a job that you're just trying to do to, 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 you know, feed your family or pay your fucking mortgage or whatever, you know, you, you, you don't give a fuck about what the other people are doing. You just don't care. It's like, Working at transit or working anywhere else where you're making the money and you just have blinders on. I I just want to do my eight and go to fuck home. A lot of people are like that, including I, police officers. I get it, but there there are victims to that. You know, it's, it's it's not like they just are lazy and they they don't do their job properly. You're giving they, human they, beings too much credit. You're giving human beings too much credit. I think there's people that just just don't give a fuck. They and a lot of them are cops. Mm. <laughs> just like there are a lot of people in certain positions who do their job and they don't do their job and they have blinders on. They don't really give a fuck about one way or the other. They're not company people. Yeah, but we are the victims of that. Yeah, that's a pretty important that's a, job that's, in that's, our society. That's, yeah, yeah, but but I'm just, I'm listen, I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying that's what it, a lot of people are like that. Really, I mean, talk to, if you just talk to a cop, like my uncle was a cop for 20 something years and he went through the phases of being a cop, right? He When he first started, he didn't give a fuck. Just wanted to kind of like go to work, do his job, whatever, whatever. Then he got into the whole um, drug enforcement and, and busting up spots and all that shit. Mm-hmm. And then he went through that phase of being very arrogant, being like a big a bit of a dickhead, you know, very Republican. Like the cop, it's like it's a brainwashing thing. And he went through that shit. Then he retired. He kind of chilled out. Now his daughter's a cop, and. I haven't spoken to her in a minute, but from, you know, from the beginning, she was like, oh, I just want to do my job. But then it's a natural progression. He turns you into something. But, you have to become this character when you're working. No, but I also think, I mean, how, so how much does your work environment impact your perspective of who you are as a person? So just follow me for a second. If, if I am a doctor, 
or I'm a nurse and all I see is sick people, at some point I'm going to have a perspective around, around sickness and illness and I'm going to treat that differently. And I think cops are no different. I feel like cops get called to the worst of the worst of the worst situations. So I think at some point it's got to impact your perspective around these type of people or, you know, like I, I, I think, I just think it's that's a well, fact. That's, that's yeah, true. But that, do you that's understand what that. I mean? That yeah. is a fact, but it's not fair because if they only see, they see uh, black people as one monolith. Right. They see us as one people. Right. Doesn't okay. matter who you are, what you did, where you went to school, how well you speak. If you're homeless, begging for change, doesn't matter. You're but we just, do that with white folks. We do that with white folks on the podcast. We'd be like, yo, white folks, stop doing this. And yeah, white we, folks you know, are not a monolith. We're not carrying either. guns and we are not here to serve and protect people. Yeah, they're not. I agree with that. They're not in danger. Well, I am. <laughs> but no, I want to this get back to what Mac, what Mac was saying is that what you're describing, though, is an opportunity for us to change because that sounds like systemic and organizational change needs to occur Absolutely. in order for people to have mental health and, and be. That's uh, what I'm saying. The institution of policing yeah, exactly. is, is broken. It, it, it needs to be addressed. I think so, it's deeper than that. I think society is broken. Society is fucked up, man. People don't care. That's the problem. No, I think people care. No, what I'm that's, saying that's is too, I, I'm, I'm no. I'm I'm saying that there's people who care, but I think there's a large group of people who just don't care. Just think of it like this. Who don't care about what? Who don't care about anything. I'm going to tell you right now. All right. Let's just look at something as voting, right? We have, what, 300 million people in this country. Mm-hmm. And they said, and, and, there's, and out of 300 million is something like 200 million people, 200 million plus people who can actually are of age and can vote. Mm-hmm. A hundred million people voted in the election. This is the biggest, I mean, we got Trump as the president right now because of it, right? Only a hundred million people out of the 200 people. So there's a, there's a hundred million people who knew or who saw, who have a TV, who saw what was going on and how important the election is, who didn't even give enough a fuck to go out and vote for it. That's a lot of people. I mean, but you're talking about, I mean, we don't know what the circumstances were, right? So but some people right. don't see the end, end goal for, the, or they don't connect their vote to something larger. Right. A lot and of a lot of people are that. very dismissive about their right to vote. It's just, I don't see what this is going to They be. don't give a fuck enough, though. But I don't know if that's They don't think that it's going to accomplish exactly. anything. Exactly. Right. Like, well, at some point, you ascribe to the idea that me doing something, if it does not yield the result that I can see, then what's the point of me doing it? Like pushing that button, like to change the light. When you're trying to cross on the light, it does nothing. Pushing the button, and that's how I'm people sure. feel about the vote. Well, it, but it, but my my point is that regardless of what you feel, it it does. It's supposed to do something, right? You've been learned, or you've been taught that. So there's a lot of people who've been taught. So the other the other side of that is, well, there's a hundred million people who did vote who were taught basically the same thing the other hundred million people vote. So what's the difference? Why do these people decide to do it, and why these people? My thing, my point is, it's not about whether they voted or not. It's that they, they, there's people who give a fuck, and there's people who don't give a fuck. I don't, I don't and know. I think, if and, and if you listen. take that, if you take that half half of the population doesn't, half the population doesn't. And you put that in a smaller scale of police departments, educational systems. There's people I mean, who care. People even, don't give a fuck. That's even just those hundred million that didn't vote, they give a fuck about something. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't see how do. you can describe this idea that the, they don't give a fuck just because they didn't vote. I'm they just. Don't care I'm about just. Anything. It's not even so much about the vote. It's just the looking at the pure numbers of it. The pure just. You take two hundred million people, you put them in a room. hundred million people going. That's don't even care. Thing. All right, well, that's but, a big number. But hold on, but, but it's wait, wait, but let's wait, wait. But we also have to break that number down a little bit because let's say twenty to thirty million of those people can't vote; they're illegal. No, he's saying he's saying I'm, they I'm, are from a sample that can vote. Yes, I'm just, that's what I'm saying. But out of the three hundred million people in this country, there's probably six, fifty to sixty million of those who can't vote. I think we should just look yeah, at those. Numbers. I feel like we are in I'm, yeah, super facts. We're in super yeah. facts land for real, but because. Yeah. Because we're talking about registered well, that's voters. That's why I, 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 didn't, I, didn't break, I didn't break it down like that. So All that, I'm that saying would mean is a saying, third of the country are children right. and felons. felons. I or, think it would be higher than that. Illegal uh, people who are here who don't have legal status. Yeah. I think there's a lot of that. Um, people who are here on uh, like H-1B visas. Yeah. Those people, they live here, but they may not necessarily be eligible to vote. Yeah. I, 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 I think people... St- People care about what's going on in their lives. If they think that voting is going to help and affect 
what's happening in their lives, they're going to do it. If they don't, they won't. It's- so what's got to, what's, what has to happen in politics or just in general, giving a fuck? What, what's, what's the, the turning point for that? What's the, what, when what you say giving a fuck, do you mean more people voting? Cause that, I'm just, I'm, I'm just getting involved in the process or even caring. I mean, because the, the same thing could be said for Nazi Germany. The motherfuckers didn't do anything and just, ah, well, you know, they're just fucking with the Jews. So what? Uh, here in America, ah, they're just fucking with the immigrants. So what? Like, when does it, when does it, when is the threshold of giving a fuck and not giving a fuck meet? When I, at one point, I think both of those situations when it you way oversimplified. Yeah, yeah, I did, yeah. I'm glad you said that. Yeah, it, it, how am it I was, oversimplifying it? Was, it? I'm, I'm, it was way more complicated than they just didn't give a fuck. It was about nationalism in Germany. There's a but there's a lot. But you know what? I'm not going to get into the politics of it. But I'm talking about as his movement. A lot of people didn't give a fuck in the beginning until the motherfucker started. No, people gave a fuck. Because they yeah. were trying to rebuild Germany, they gave a fuck. But then you have everybody. Those Germans were join. They were joining him. So they why were did with the, him? But the rest of the world didn't give a fuck. Is what I'm saying. Till up until he 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 started to really wild the fuck out, then they got him. But what I'm saying is, there's in, in general in society, there's people who give a fuck and they don't give a fuck. And when you when you break it down to smaller things like the police department or anything like that, there's a lot of people who just want to do. They just want to go home. They don't care. Right. So it's often said that politics is uh, local and personal in nature, right? So, and it has to bump up against this idea that people have to support themselves and their families. So if if what is happening in politics does not direct, or if I don't see it directly impacting my daily day-to-day, you're right. It's probably not going to move me or move the meter for me for me to be active, but once something becomes very personal, that is what activates people. And they have to make the connection from what they're seeing, what they're hearing, what they're reading, to how does this impact your daily lives, your way, your ability to make wages, your health, your family care, all of those things. Like Once you start to connect the dots for people, then they will get in, empowered with information and then get engaged and get uh, ignited with action. Until you have that, you might have an ap- apathetic portion of the uh, population who is waiting to get activated and ignited about something. But right now, they probably, you're right, just trying to pay the bills and get by day to day. Absolutely. I, I think Barack Obama's first campaign was a great example of that because so many people who had not voted, who were eligible to vote, they were inspired to come out because they felt like it was going to do something for their lives. Right. If you don't have that Inspi- if you're not inspired, you don't get that inspiration. You're not going to come out. It's, it's, some won't come out. I think we 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 live we live in our own bubble. New York is definitely a bubble. Because once you go outside of New York, the the thought is different. The approach is different. You know. Um, Agreed. So we might we might have a bunch of uh, competing uh, political views that we can sort of pick and choose what we what we think is right for us but you know in some areas they have one station they got Fox News or they got MSNBC and that's all they focus on right okay so I got some facts 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 real facts super facts facts. all right so uh, here are the categories of people who are unable to vote uh, just well, we're here in Florida, so we'll start with Florida. Florida, if you have a felony conviction, you cannot vote here in Florida. That's one point two million people. I believe that was just overturned in a recent. Um, it it was okay. It was. Um. Uh. But on average, that's in a lot of states, and on average, there's between five hundred and one point five million that, uh, people that uh, were felons that couldn't vote per state. So that could be upwards of thirty to fifty million people, give or take. Because we have all these states, we have a lot of prisoners. So that's a lot of people right Jeez. there. There's approximately, there's an estimated between 15 and, uh, says 50, the numbers aren't clear, but 15 and 25 million illegal people here, people without status. Um, and then there is a large population of people who have been incapacitated by disease, mental illness, or limited mental capacity. On average, this is 5 to 10 million people. Uh, prisoners who are serving jail sentences are about 3 million people. 
And then it goes into a couple other things. Don't don't hit me. With, don't hit me with the snore. Don't hit me with. I'm giving you facts. Don't hit me with the snore. Don't bother me with your facts, fuckers. Vendor, not oh, like that. Oh my goodness. I, well, listen. I'm, you, you, I'm, I'm counting. I'm counting. You're up at 30 million people. There's still about 70 million people who just sit home all day, and they go, "What's for dinner? Hamburger helper." Why do they got to talk Sounds like that? Sounds good. Because this is America, <laughs> motherfucker. That's what they all sound like to me. That's what America sounds, sounds like. Sounds good, honey. What are we going to drink? I don't know. Kool-Aid. Kool-Aid. Sounds good. They drink Kool-Aid? Yes, how do they you know do. They not, how do you know they're not eating quinoa? I mean, they're putting quinoa in their grits. Come on, son. Stop it. Oh, Walmart doesn't sell quinoa. Yeah. What's a quinoa? Sounds like a disease. I don't want any of that. I want oatmeal fresh from the fields. Waffle House. But um, yeah, thanks for the facts. There are a lot of people out there who just don't basically care. just said fuck your facts. <laughs> fuck your facts. <laughs> this has been a fuck your facts moment. Yeah. So next topic: thirst trapping. Has it gone too far? Is it out of control? I wish we had a female. That it would be nice to have a female here to help us talk about that about thirst trapping. You want to take a break? You want to go find break? one? Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> so who who came up with the topic? Maybe you can sort of. Figure out you. That might no, have been that might have been one. That <laughs> might have been one I that I came up with. It wasn't me. Because I was looking at the Instagram one day, it was like, mm, I'm just tired of all this. It's like every chick is doing it. Every single chick's like, you know what? I'm gonna take my game to the next level. Give me some thirsty cats. And it gets it's, it's Instagram. 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 IG is ridiculous now. Well the IRS is is clocking, you know, clamping down on them because they're making money. Really? That they weren't claiming. So the IRS is shutting them a lot of them down. So what they'd be they like, getting? look, I just made 3000 whatever, whatever. And the IRS will come and send them a bill. It's great. So what are they doing? What, what, what do what's selling what, Promoting products, selling pictures, pictures. little videos. Yeah, um, private uh, yeah, videos. Different things. Okay. Promoting products. You know, I, I, I find it funny when I hear people angry at some of the Instagram let's call them models and air quotes. Uh, they, I've heard them call attention whores and yeah. various things like that. And I'm like, well, you don't really have to look at them. You can uh, follow puppies. You know, it's like you give them the attention Puppy and then you're mad at them for, the, for them taking your attention. Mm. It doesn't make sense. You yeah. Don't I, I don't really care about that. Well, they, 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 the women are not mad at the women. They're, they're mad at their men who look at the women. Which I don't, I don't understand yeah, that either, yeah. but... It's just because, you know, this is what it is. Is it a real problem? Haters. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. So you, you're against this uh, mode of hustle? I just think it's, it's you know, when where does it become... When does it become business and it just becomes, I need all the attention. And likes is like heroin and shit. Like, I ain't get enough likes today. I but can't get out the bed. Isn't like, that what entertainers do, though? But then what are they... What What's their talent? Do they have to have a talent? Somebody will to capture pay, your attention. Somebody will pay a chick with a hundred thousand followers to post something on their page, and they they they're making money off of that. How can you be mad? So it's is that it's in the in when they're shaking their ass. Is it the shaking, the, side the, of the, the shaking their ass is to get you to follow, get the hundred thousand followers, and then they post uh, now, tummy tea. <laughs> and get $5,000 or whatever they get for it. But they're making money off of this. Yeah. Before, before I do my shake, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to drink this tummy tea right here. Give me the $5,000. Yeah, that's what you Is tummy tea dropping money like that? <laughs> I, well, I don't know. Actually, I don't know. Leon's like, I'm about to give me but some I've, tummy I've tea. Heard, I, <laughs> I'm about to put some I've, tummy I've tea ads out. Influencers, like, they're getting like thousands of dollars per post. Wow. And not even Kim Kardashian levels. Yeah, I'm talking yeah, like yeah. you got 100,000, 300,000 followers. Mm. But yeah, they're just chicks that are beautiful, and you know, dudes want to see them. And now they're it, it's the I'm now in, they're a marketer. That's what I'm giving to say. Like you guys know, I'm in marketing. Like influencer marketing is the number one thing that has the largest growth is influencer marketing because I can super target exactly who I want to get in front of. the The attention is underpriced in a lot of cases. I can buy it fairly cheaply. And it's almost like an endorsement from a celebrity in that market or that zone. So, and there's so many different ways you can you can you can do it. So, it's um it's it's definitely a thing, and it's going to be a thing for a long long time. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, how many people watch the Super Bowl? What's the number like? Like three hundred million people, like globally. 
I think it's more than that. It's more than that. I think globally, it's uh, like a billion I would have thought people. less than that. It's like a billion people. It's like a Glo- billion people. Globally, it's a bi- it's like a billion people watch that. No, around the world. Yeah, around the world. Really? Yeah. Come on, can you look that up? That just sounds fucking All right. <laughs> This is eight billion facts. people in the world. I think it's hundreds of millions. I don't know. Yeah, it's a billion. billion. It's not soccer. Super. Facts. Are you are you counting people who just walk by a TV? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, what is American football? <laughs> right, exactly. You count. <laughs> you just said football. But if you think of, of how much it costs to get like a 30-second spot on the Super Bowl mm-hmm. and, and to have it play in every market where it's broadcast, how much that would cost versus going to an IG model, right. you can get in front of way more people right. for way less money. With I'm, a more targeted audience. I, I was incorrect. It was 111.3 million people. Okay. okay. That sounds yeah. about right. Yeah. No, Nobody in <laughs> Spain cares about American Some, football. Someone in Bangladesh is like, you got to be quiet. <laughs> You're on the fucking five-yard line. You're talking too much. I'm trying to watch this, this Super Bowl, you stupid pigs. The Patriots of New England are close. The, the New England Patriots, that fucking Tom Brady, he can't throw that ball like a mother bitch. <laughs> when is Tom Brady going to hang it up, man? I don't know. Uh, I hope soon. I'm tired of it. Isn't he like 80? Yeah, I'm sick I'm of it. Tired I'm of sick of it. We need to move on. And I'm tired of Eli Manning, too, so. Eli should be shot. Oh, Ooh. whoa. Hey. Not really, but you know, everybody's, <laughs> come on, man. Metaphorically. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's how I feel about Reggie Miller. If I saw Reggie Miller bleeding in the street, he would just keep bleeding. Damn it, man. You I'm, I'm not mad at him grudge. anymore. I was mad at him for a very I'm still, long time. I'm still mad at him. Reggie Miller? What? Reggie Miller, the Nick Killer? Oh man! I don't know. I got over it. He was Real that. Nice. You know that I dude. Got, and, I haven't and, got over Jordan, but go ahead. The dude in elementary school, a junior high school, that talks shit all yes. the time yes. and made the shot. Yes. Oh yes. my yes. god! Yes. Nothing yes. made me angrier than that. Yeah, that 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 time when we were win, we were about to win the game. Yeah, that choking yeah. shit and, was. And, yeah. and, and and he stole it back and then fucking stunned it on us. I was like, never. Was but see, Jordan, Jordan, Jordan earned my respect. Or like. I don't know how you could watch Jordan play over his career and not have the respect. When he when he put up that fifty five points when he had the flu at the end of the game, I stood up and clapped. I just I, I was just I was blown away. I was blown away. Yeah, I was just tired of us being beat by the Bulls. Yeah, I just but, was tired of it. He but he was a phenomenon to me. Like Jordan was a phenomenon, and I didn't feel that. I didn't feel that way about Kobe. I kind of feel that way about LeBron right now. But sorry, what the fuck? That sound like that was a whale. <laughs> Doo-doo. Came in the studio. <laughs> Got to give a shout out to Shamu in the building. <laughs> <laughs> so Shamu, how's it at the uh, new uh, how them bitches? <laughs> <laughs> how them well bitches? That ladies and gentlemen, that's Shamu the whale. Uh, <laughs> talking about he likes pussy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Jordan just oh man, he just every year, every year, yeah. yeah. Well, it's Steph's getting nothing like that. Yeah, he's he's getting there. Put but I, I'm oh man, I was watching some old clips like with uh, Magic and um, just old clips. Uh, Kemp, I really miss that NBA man. Yeah, that NBA really was hard. That NBA. NBA was hard. Even when Bird was, was going at it. Yeah. And, it was and, going at it. But for me, the 90s NBA was just amazing. Incredible. Yeah. yeah. It was it was a different type of player back yeah, then. They, for sure. They 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 had come up in the, the, the set. It was just different, man. It was a different It was a soul. lot of elbows. The yeah. cast was getting clipped. It was more of a street ball game. You're not coming through the middle with that dunking shit and right. not getting your yeah, getting fucked kidneys up. Yeah. ruptured. Yeah. <laughs> From an elbow, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. It was dope, town. That was dope. Why don't we take a break? And the way we were. <laughs> All right, we take a yeah, break. let's take a little break. All right. All right. We'll be back. I know you thought last week was bad, but let me tell you about this week in racism. So I came across, uh, I came across this clip this week of... Uh, this guy in a restaurant gets into an argument with a group of black um, customers or whatever, and he's yelling, he's cursing, and he doesn't seem to be getting in a, a reaction out of them. And I think that really got under his skin. So he decided that he's going to go uh, 
and call them monkeys and niggers, right? And you could see as soon as it came out of his mouth that he regretted that he decided to go for this. This uh, He wasn't committed to it. He wasn't committed to it. <laughs> his hands went up and he was like, uh, no, 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 no. My bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, what the fuck was I thinking? Because now here comes the beatdown. And like literally like six dudes just jump on him. And yeah, and they was pretty, they were, they were restraining themselves up until that point because they were like arguing back and forth right. and they were yeah. ignoring them. They yeah. were just eating their food and yelling like, yeah, hey, whatever, dog, whatever, dog. He was a After spectacle. That, yeah, for the most spectacle. part, they were ignoring him. They were ignoring him. But in the video, he, the guy was a spectacle. People were, who were filming him were laughing at right. him because he was going off and just being belligerent. And, he and then to, he said, monk, girls. And as soon as he dropped that last R, <laughs> it was, oh he got dropped. my yeah. God, what did I just fucking do? He had the angel on the devil and the <laughs> devil on his shoulder like, don't say it. You Stanley. fucked up. You fucked up, Billy Bob. Take this ass whooping because you're going to get it. Please. Tell please. you what. If you say that, if you, if you call a black person nigger, you spit in their face. You spit in anybody's, anybody's face. Anybody's face, yeah. Be prepared for what's coming next because it's not going to be that it's no longer an argument. Now you have you've escalated this to physical. Yeah, actually, you have to just give it up to the universe and whatever you're going to get. Yeah. Is, is what, what, what you get. have yeah. coming. That, but that's like throwing like like like, like uh, Alex said earlier. It's like throwing the first punch. Yeah. It's like, OK, we're going to fight now. Right. <laughs> yeah. We've already started fighting. We've already. Yeah. yeah. So you're saying here, if I roll these dice <laughs> and then use that N word, <laughs> I'm kind of putting. Lady Luck in, in charge. <laughs> oh, it's Snake Eyes. <laughs> oh, man. You done crapped out. I'm going to get my ass whooped. <laughs> Shit. Here's your prize. Two right. piece and a biscuit. Oh, my God. And a drink? <laughs> oh my God. You get to drink your own blood. Oh, delicious. <laughs> Nothing like racism and blood to quench your thirst. <laughs> you know, and Mac brought up a point where we talked about it earlier. Like, maybe these people aren't, like, full-on racist, but they, they used it because they know that it's going to hurt you. Yeah. But that's that's kind of it. That's They're, they're trying to... Elicit a response. Yeah, they're yeah. trying to degrade you. They're trying to... Yeah. They got to they gotta fucking get under your skin checklist. First, I'll just, you know, ruffle his feathers with a dirty look. Check. And then I'll suck my teeth, maybe. Check. And if that doesn't do it, what's on the list next? I don't want to go to nigger till five. <laughs> it's too early. For, it's too early for nigger. I, I'm out of bed. I'll call him a, well, Jigaboo isn't as bad. <laughs> but that usually gets him to about a seven. I want him to be a ten when I call him a nigger, though, because it's not going to be funny. Yo, these, this has got to be it's a checklist. And it was that video. There was also the video of the school teacher. Uh, school, she was a school administrator in Target with her children. Oh, I saw. And got that. into an argument with some some woman who was recording her. Obviously, the woman was black, and she she started with the whole nagger 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 shit, and and her kids looked horrified. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Kids yeah. are like, but. Taekwon's my best friend, mom. And she was just going on. <laughs> no, she's lucky she didn't catch it. Yeah, she's. I lucky. was waiting for it to come, and it but didn't I'm because it was. She was arguing with a with a black man. Yeah. So I'm really mm. glad that he did not hook off on her. Yeah. That's probably why it didn't go down. Yeah, because it would yeah. have been a very different view of that video. Yeah. They. It would just been about black man assaulted white woman. Taekwon, you were doing good. And then you had to wrap your big black hands around her skinny white throat. <laughs> that's when you fucked up. Yeah, that's how it is. That's where it went wrong. But it, but but it in so many cases where a white person loses their mind and says shit like that, they're allowed to go as far as they want with the threatening and the talking and to some of them get in your face and they they can do all of that. But the minute the minute you react, no, calm down, calm down. Yeah. It's the, the, you know, next thing you know, you got 15 cops jumping on you. And then, of course, she starts to cry. I don't know what happened. And I was just sitting here just having my chitlin shaking. I don't understand why. I was just having some pork rinds and some methamphetamines. And I don't understand why that big black bastard put his hands around my neck. That's how the fuck they get. They fucking start crying and carrying on and shit after they done called you 800 niggas. That's, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a, Has anybody ever called you nigga to your face? To my face? No. Yeah. The first time I ever heard it was I was in I was down here. 
actually in Orlando. <laughs> of course. Thank you, Florida. I was a kid. I was like about 12, 13. We were crossing the highway to go to get some something from 7 Eleven or something like that. And these white guys were going, nah. And I was like, damn. <laughs> that's palatable. You can mm. taste that racism. Get out of our state. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Leon? Yeah, this happened. It's happened once and. It's actually happened twice, but the second time he wasn't talking about me, ironically. Um, it was another nigger. Sorry. Yeah, basically. <laughs> so I was in uh, Vermont. Like you, Leon. You I was one of the good ones. I was one of the good ones with uh, some of my classmates in business school. So we went up there because we were doing some type of learning journey. Um, so we were just shooting a breeze. It's like 10 o'clock at night, uh, drinking beer, decided to play some pool. So me and one of my cohort, uh, Brian who's white, um, decide to team together and we're going to play these two white guys. So we wind up beating our ass on the pool table. So the white guy eventually goes, well, you know, you can't really trust niggers in pool. Wow. Wow. That is a pool stick across your forehead. Wow. So I <laughs> literally was So when did you get out of jail? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was literally going there and Brian stopped me. And Brian was about to go to fuck off. Wow. And he was the one who said something to the dude. He was like, yo, that shit is unacceptable. We're not, you know, first of all, he's in business school. He's not going to fucking go crazy. But the fact that he addressed it yeah. made me feel a lot better. Yeah. And um, so when you talk about allies, like that's what I expect to see. If yeah. we're out and some somebody does some crazy shit like yeah. that, then the second time was in New Hampshire. So New England, boy. Damn. Mm-hmm. I keep hearing it's special up there. Yeah, it's special. Can you taste that? That's right. Can you taste that? Can I have a little butter with my racism, please? And can you let that butter melt over it's the racism? A little, a little hot sauce. With a little cinnamon. Mm, delicious. Mm, racism. Can you put um, some warm apples on that as well? Some warm racist apples, please. So I'm walking to the spot. Um, I think I can't remember the name of the spot, but it was a popular spot. It was a bar, um, kind of fried food eatery spot. And this white dude is just like out of his mind, like almost on some, you'll understand this, Liam Neeson shit, like just running up the main street, like just frantic. And he grabs me and he's like, I'm looking for two niggas that just raped my daughter. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, first get your fucking hands off me. (laughs) Secondly, you kind of called me a niggas, but but it, it was just, we just started yelling and I was like, yo, get the fuck off me. And I went into the bar and got some drinks. But see, and this is, a, I'm just thinking like in terms of trauma, black people don't really deal. It's like, all right, that just happened and you got to just keep moving on. Because mm. at that time, I'm like, I'm trying to finish business school. I, this dude, obviously he's having some type of moment, but I can't get involved in that. And I can't even have time to deal and unpack that shit because I got fucking briefs and uh, books to read and, and review. And it's just like, fuck it. Mm, mm, mm. What about you you did rape my daughter. Yes, it's happened to me quite a few times. I'm I'm blocking those memories out, so I'm trying to remember it. And is and is, but a lot of times that has happened to me, it's just I think I make white folks a little too comfortable. And that's what it, you know, like I've been around white guys I'm hanging out with, and they'd be like, "It's everything." I remember saying out with this Eastern European dude, and we was kicking it for a while, and it was just, and it was like a bunch of us, and then some people left, and we're in the bar. And I knew him for a while, but I didn't like know him, know him. But like, I, like we were cool. I forgot his name. And it's, it's, so we were sitting there in the bar and we're kicking. And he was, and, and we was, he was like, he was like, yo, my, my nigga, we're chilling. Everything's good, right? And I was like, this is a trigger warning. First of all, <laughs> I dig you. I like you. <laughs> I don't like you that much. Right. One, what's, what's two. What's problem? I just called you my nigga. Is you're, you're right. That's exactly how it sounds. And I'm like, and I'm like, two. Dude, that's not okay. And I've had to do that at at least three times I can think of. So I think there's a certain level of comfort that I give white folks where they think that's okay and it's not okay. And I've had to check. I've had to check quite a few white folks. You said he was Middle Eastern? Eastern European for Eastern sure. European. Yeah, Eastern oh, European. You threw me off. I, I have a friend. His his wife is from Sri Lanka. Yeah. Originally. And um I mean she she'd been here, but she hadn't been here that long. And, um, at the time they were still just dating. And I remember she walked up to me and she said, Hey, what's up, my, my nigger bitch. 
And I was like, what? What? Yeah, I was like, <laughs> my nigga, bitch, fuck me in the asshole. But, <laughs> when hip hop goes you're wrong, using the curse but, is all wrong. <laughs> but, but I know her, and yeah. and we have been friends for a long time. Yeah, yeah. And I know that she did not mean what she was just saying. So yeah. I, I had to pull her aside. Yeah. I was like, I need you to not ever say that. <laughs> and especially don't put those two together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> not only was I your nigga, I was also your nigga, bitch. Nigga and bitch. I just. Oh, that's it was all too wrong. much. <laughs> but my second story, ironically, happened uh, at their wedding in okay. their in their uh, they went they got married in uh, the Upper Peninsula in Michigan. Um, it's a college, sort of a college town, yep. and it's the middle of the afternoon, and we're bar hopping. There's a group of us, probably like ten of us, um, but it's only me and one other black person. And a car speeds down the street. And slows down just a little bit, and somebody yells out, "Nigger!" And then <laughs> hits the gas, and then floors it. Yeah. I was just—I thought it was funny because you are a coward, right? Yeah, like you barely slowed down. Right. You would never ever say it to my face, yeah. And you yeah. kept going, but my friend—they were mortified. Obviously, you yeah. know, they brought us to their, they brought them to yeah. to his hometown, and this is, you know. How we get Would you set me up? <laughs> Would you look at this? Look at him walking down our block. Come on, Roscoe, pull up on him. I got something for him. Keep the windows up. Just open yeah. up and drop down. <laughs> But they weren't. They weren't. They didn't have the balls to come out and oh say it to my face. The other time, I was in fucking uh, San Jose, and I'm in a bar with two of my friends and two female white, and we're drinking. And there's a guy sitting at the bar talking to another guy. And out of like the corner of my ear, like I barely hear. And I heard him say nigger, right? But I wasn't sure. I was like, he could have said trigger. Mm. He could have <laughs> said that bottle's bigger. <laughs> and I dig her. But mm. I wasn't sure. I thought I heard nigger. He was three then, drinks in. Yeah. <laughs> but then he says it again, louder. Because you missed it. And more towards my direction. Mm. So I'm like, okay, now I got to go address it. And I was like, um, I need you to not say that again. If I hear that come out of your mouth again, I'm going to knock you off your stool. And then he says it right to my face. Wow. Wow. So I proceed to beat him <laughs> oh, this, in this. the bar. Wow. Then out into the street. He runs across the street. And now he's screaming it. At me Nagger, from Nagger, across the Nagger, street. Nagger, Nagger. <laughs> this nigga trying to kill me. So I'm like, okay, this guy. I, I was, I was, I was seeing red at that point, and I had this belt buckle. This is it, it was it was back in the day, and it was a belt buckle. Please tell me it said big black nigga. <laughs> I wish it did, because it would have been imprinted across his forehead. I take off my belt and now I'm and chasing him into Burger him. King. And I proceed, oh, that is the appropriate place to beat somebody for I racism. I proceeded to beat him. Wow. With my belt buckle. Wow. Yo, Rick had a I Django like, Unchanged moment. Right. Then I was like, where oh, am I? What am I doing? Because I'm in Northern California. Wow. There's not another dark face around anywhere. And you're about to go to jail. And I'm, I'm assuming they're calling the police. The so we run into the bar uh, of a, the friend, one of the friends that was with us. She used to work in this bar, and we ran into that bar wow. and hid in the bathroom. Underground Railroad. Yeah. <laughs> and, Hide and please. I was smuggled out of uh, San Jose. Very nice. Yeah, it was very in the trunk of a car. What, what? When was this? This was probably two thousand five. Statue of limitations. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow, he he deserved that. Most of the time for me, it's been in jest, but I've never had somebody do something like that to me. I'd probably be in jail. Did he? Did he? Was he drinking his beer? Did he, hold on? I just got the vision of the dude. Are we gonna reenact? Yeah, reenactment. Reenactment. Here it is. Okay, right. reenactment. Reenactment. So he's in there in the bar. And he's like drinking his beer, and he's you know these nairs coming here. And I tell you what, did you did you just call me a nigger? I said. Nigger! <laughs> oh my God! Jesus Christ! Get him! Get him! You motherfucker! God damn it! Shit! Ah, he's fucking trying to kill me! God damn it! Joey, Billy. run to the Burger King across the street! Billy Bob, get the pickup! Let's get out of here! This nigga's crazy! What he 
he's got a belt buckle. What is he going to do? What is he going to do? Oh, my God. I shouldn't have said that word. Oh, stop beating me on the face with your belt. Please, Mr. Nigger. Hey, y'all. Oh, it's the Hamburglar. They got I'm, him. I'm so sorry for calling you that word, sir. Can you I buy got, you a drink? You have beat the peace back into my life, sir. Yes. <laughs> Never in my life would I have expected to be handled the way you handled me, sir. Meanwhile, your friend was like, we got to go. Yeah. We got to find freedom. Oh, Man, we got to hide. That, the end of that story was really weird. I'm going to tell you that. So I'm having sex with this guy's daughter. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's why he was so upset. Well, shout out uh, to New England for uh, bringing all the racism up. Yeah. Appreciate y'all. Keep You're it bringing racism back. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, what's up, yo? This is Willie Strange. And when I'm not doing heroin and listening to Billy Holiday records, I'm listening to my boys at Dakota and Florida, baby. Get on it before it's too late. We could talk about getting older because oh, okay. the hangovers feel a lot worse now. This is true. <laughs> you can't do it like you used to do it. No. You remember, like, going out, drinking all night, yes. and going straight to work? Yes. Rolling to work. Yes. yes. The yeah. 20s. It, it, actually, putting that. putting it out... As I rolled into work, like, <laughs> like, oh, good thing I had this to kind of get rid of that feeling of nausea after I drank everything at the bar. <laughs> I remember throwing up, and I remember nothing else. Yeah, I remember one time. Good old days. I was super drunk. I went to work, and I'm sitting there working. I was working at the post office at the time, and uh, I had the same clothes. I went to work, and yesterday I literally rolled literally from out the. Damn it, man. You didn't change your clothes? Or I couldn't. I didn't have enough time. Oh, wait, just, did you have a uniform or did you have different clothes? No, I had a uniform, but I didn't put my usually didn't put my uniform on until I was going to the street. Gotcha. I was not about wearing that uniform. Uh, yeah. I hated that shit. So, so I walk in there and I'm working and I'm there for like 20 minutes and I'm, I'm moving slow as shit. And, and my supervisor comes over and he goes, uh, so, uh, long night. <laughs> like, yeah. He's like, don't worry about it. I'll give you some help today. He, gave, he sent me a couple of games, a couple of guys. He saw I was fucked up. I was fucked up. And he couldn't give you the day off? Yeah, no. That would have helped. Rain, sun, shine, or snow, they mean that shit. So, mm-hmm. no, there was no, there was no day off. Add hangover. Yeah. Did I ever tell you how I left the post office? No. I kind of, yeah, I did a bad thing. So I, I, um. Should you be recording this? It was 20 years ago, 25 so after, years ago. So after he stole the 300 million in money orders? <laughs> <laughs> Still using those today, actually. Wow. That's great. No, um, so basically I hated the job. Um, it, I hated every minute of the job, but uh met some good people there. Still have some friends there from there uh, who no longer work there. Um, actually, Rich, I met Rich at the post office. Uh, Nikki, my friend Nikki, um, met them, them at the post office. But <laughs> so I was supposed to, I was in college and I was looking for other jobs at the time. So I was look, I was trying to find another job because I had to get out of there. So I was looking for jobs in my field. So I'm looking for, um, my undergrad was in computer science. So I'm looking for, um, jobs in computer science and marketing, anything like that, technology. So I find like a temp job and the job is like, yo, you can start in two weeks. And it was like a temp job, but it was working with computers. So I was like, all right, maybe I'll do this. So I called in sick one day and then I used up all my sick time. Then I used up all my vacation time, which I didn't have a whole lot of. And then I told, then she called me, the supervisor at the time called me and was like, what's going on? You haven't been here. Da, 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 da. You need to get in here today. And I was like, cool, I'm on my way. <laughs> <laughs> and never showed up. Oh, wow. Now, uh, interesting part about that. <laughs> so she probably waited for me to like one or two o'clock and then was like, he fucked me. <laughs> and so the interesting part about the whole story was, so I, I go to work for this other company and I'm doing, it was a chemical company and I'm working at the chemical company doing fucking data entry, sending, sending the trucks to the wrong fucking warehouses and shit. Every time I did that, it cost them thousands of dollars. I was fucking, I was fucking that job up. So 
So I'm working there, I'm working there, I'm working there, I'm working there. And I'm looking for another job because this was a temp job and I knew at some point it was going to end. Um, even though I was fucking up, they offered me the job on a full-time basis, but I really didn't work there. So I had, and school was about to start back. So I couldn't work at the chemical company and go to school. I needed another job because of scheduling. So anyway, um, I basically had two weeks to figure it out or I had to go back to the post office. So the post office job was still there three or four months later, the whole summer. Two weeks before, sorry, one week before school starts, I got another job working at a dot-com company. And the rest is history, right? But a year later, the post <laughs> office calls me. You ever going to show up for your shift? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, um, are you coming back? <laughs> this is a true story. Like like the, the, the union guy called me. He was like, yeah, man, listen, uh, so had a little chat with the supervisor. <laughs> And uh, we just want to know if you're ever coming back. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, yeah, probably not. Thanks. Uh, Tell been, your mom I ain't coming home. But in beautiful, being like, yeah, I'm coming. I'm on my way now. <laughs> <laughs> now Great. But, you know why? Because the guy called me. He got and he and he was really he was really nice. And he was like, look, dude. If you're not coming back, just tell me and we'll just close up your file and send you your, your checks and whatever this money we owe you. And then See, this is why unions get bad rap. Oh, you should have been fired fuck, after day three. I okay? worked the fuck out that situation because I didn't know if the jobs were going to work out. Yeah. So I didn't want to resign mm. in case I had to come out. Then I found out I could have gone back up to seven years later. I could have been re- reinstated. Yeah, contractually, if I had gone back and had paperwork, I could have gotten that Just job. Tell them there's a lot of traffic on the yeah. beach. <laughs> yeah, the post yeah. office is a gang. Yeah, I could have. I could have. Once you win, you win. Yo, uh, but I, they jump you in and they jump you every day. <laughs> Hold up, it's horrible. I was in a coma for the last four years, <laughs> and the post office took me right back. It was wonderful. So <laughs> <laughs> fucking. So where you been at four years? Yeah, I was like in this coma thing, man. <laughs> I couldn't remember anything. And they still, they still give you your job back. You can't do that shit where I work at. What's Anywhere. Awful, yeah. What's awful about the job is um, because, so history, I mean, you guys probably know history of post office is Pony Express, right? Pony Express was carrying things around on horseback, right? Um, they they got the protection of the government because they were getting robbed and then it kind of became an arm of the government, but it's not actually a governmental agency or something like that. I forgot however it's structured. But anyway, because of that, a lot of the the way the management styles everywhere that I worked, it was almost it was almost military like discipline that they expected, but the job wasn't that serious. Right. Hmm. And I think that um, you know, I was smacked by a supervisor. What? I was, uh, I had a- Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Like physically smacked. Like, <laughs> yeah, like she smacked me. What? Is this before yeah. or and after you grabbed up that box? Nah, not at all. I said- I was just talking crazy to her. I was like, yo, pick she, what's she, up she the box. Backhanded, I mean, she like went like all the way back. Like, if y'all had seen me get smacked today, I would have had an obligation. She smacked you, <laughs> she smacked you like she was, your, you was a, her child. No, she smacked me like I smacked her child. Wow. It was it was brutal. So wait. And it was like eight people that saw it. So she should have been immediately fired. Well, yeah. And literally there was a meeting, there was an intervention after that because she <laughs> knew she, about to smack she knew I again. had her job in the palm of my hand. No, you didn't. Why why wasn't there a lawsuit? If somebody has the balls to smack you like that, they you have no job and no balls so, in your hand. So the, there was a couple of reasons. Also, that same she was a, she was a, a not very attractive, overweight, older white woman. Mm. And wait, wait, hold on, wait. The same yes. woman made a pass at me and kissed me on the floor. What is, what's going on in the post mouth? office? Yeah, this is why my mail's always late. No, <laughs> <laughs> no there's a lot of other reasons for that. Um, but. I was trying to get my first apartment. She was a mumpy. And she had loaned me money to get the this doesn't oh, sound right. no, no. relationship. No, 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 no. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. This is when it all went yes. to the left. Yes. 
this. So you fucking this fat, overweight? No, I wasn't middle aged. No sexual me, activity. Give me your big black cock. <laughs> if you want this apartment, you're gonna fuck my ass tonight. Now it makes sense why she's smacked. No, she yes. loaned me the money after all of this had happened. This oh. is after. Oh, okay. So you so, started fucking so, her again. So, so, so you oh, liked <laughs> you liked when she smacked you. She uh, smacked me, and my man looked over. And he was like, oh, shit, she's about to get fired. That's how he looked at me. He looked like, yo, she's about to get fired. I was so stunned that she did it because they have a no tolerance policy for that. If you put any hands on any other employee in the post office, it's a wrap for you. You Unless they're black. You're gone. You're gone. No, unless they're white. No, you can smack a black person if you're white. Oh. Yes. In the post office. If if the white person is the assaulter, it's yes. fine. Yes. If a black person is the assaultee, yes. it's fine. Yes. So they pulled me in the office and she was like, she apologized. She was like, yo, I'm sorry. I lost it. Whatever, whatever. And I'm sitting there like, I am so about to fucking milk this to death. I did. I milked that shit for like a year. I milked mm. that shit for like a year. So you was getting paid for a year without working? No, I was working, but I was hardly working. So. I didn't need it more than that. So, yo. You let that white bitch smack you in the face. <laughs> What's up with that, I, I, I don't know stop. why, but I assumed when he started the story that it was a black lady. That's I, I assumed it was a black guy. Oh, wow. A black man? No, yeah. I, I wouldn't let no man smack me. I wouldn't let anybody smack me. Right. That, no okay, smack me. there you go. So what's I going to do? I definitely up? wouldn't let a white woman smack me. And get away with it. Hold up, Rick's got, not, I'm, not like up. I'm Rick's got another story. I'm not like I'm going to smack her back, but <laughs> all time. sorts of it was hell in San Antonio. Raining down is, on her. Yeah, I was in San Diego. I heard her <laughs> Go ahead, say, Alaric. No, no, no. Did but you I, say I, I definitely, definitely would have. There would have been a, a cla- there would have been a, a, a civil suit for sure. Mm. Yeah, I probably left a bag on the table. I definitely think I left yeah. some money on the on the table. You, I would have sued the government, but it was also a different time. The post office, you know, post office is the government. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he just said they're not. It's it it it. it I it's forgot how to. Yeah. Yeah, but it, it's definitely it, it definitely Speaking was. Of, there was a check. Did they haze you in order to remember those fucking facts about the post office? <laughs> <laughs> no, but you have to like go to like post office school before you start. Jesus. Is, yeah. is it is it like a fraternity and sorority? You get letters. <laughs> U.S. No, U.S. No, you get the little blue patch. You get the little blue patch. U, U.S. Postal. Before we started delivering mail, we just had the slave do everything. Let's fast forward to 1865. It was kind of like that. It was like the post office origins were like they gave you this whole thing, like the whole origins of the post office. And was weird. it a test? Yeah, there was. Jeez. Yeah, it was a test. And and you had to, uh, there was a physical, not a physical, uh, what do you call it? Um, like a manual labor exam, too. That you so had. you did get hazed. I think so. Holy yeah. shit! Yo, government yeah, out here hazing people. Yo, I definitely got hazed when I got the job. I got hazed for sure. Oh for sure. It's, pretty, it's pretty amazing. The mail system is actually pretty amazing that you yeah. can write stuff on a on the envelope. Yeah, put a stamp on it, yeah. throw it in a box on the corner. Yeah, and it gets to where it's supposed to go. How does it do that? Amazing! It's amazing. I mean, like millions so and millions of letters, like. If you saw the machine anywhere in the world, yeah. Now, mind you, this is—I mean—that was twenty some odd years ago that I worked there, and I went to the main building. I don't know what they have today, but twenty years ago, the engineering of the machine that moves that mail would fascinate you. It's fascinating. These giant machines moving letters all around and bundling them up. It was—it was fascinating to me. That part of it was the engineering behind it. Mm-hmm. I thought was. Was man. And now they just, it's a whole nother level now. They have like scanners and all kinds of crazy stuff. So they, from a technology perspective, I think they do a good job. From their people management, not so much. Yo, yeah. So why does it lose so much money? You're on the bill. Well, because people, because email. What do you mean? Why, like, Yo, let me ask you a question. Now that's why it loses money. It was it was a profit center actually before. Yo, let me ask you a question. making money when I worked there. When, right. when did they get rid of the magical elves that do all the work? <laughs> What? When they started smacking the shit out of employees, <laughs> and the Elf Union got together, <laughs> said, "We out of here." Well, no, we're, they we're actually said, "Don't shut anymore, <laughs> you motherfuckers." <laughs> we're not doing the mail anymore. We're gonna work with Santa. And ever since then, <laughs> <laughs> he's got a better union anyway. <laughs> Fuck you, post office. And that was the last time the elves ever worked for the post office. This has been a super, super, super fact. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah, man. God. Shout out shout out to the post office. Everybody, shout out to, shout, every time I see a mailman, I feel like 
a little bit of trauma, and I and I feel mm. like I, I want to do something for him. So like I've many times I'll see a mailman, I'll buy him lunch, I'll buy him a soda because that that it's a really tough job, man. They don't really make any money, man. They really don't make a lot of money. So is it a secret handshake? <laughs> <laughs> No. He's like, listen here, brother. I was in the job. Why don't you put down that mailbag down? I served in Bayside. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, I did let, two tours in Bayside. Let me let me tell you That's something. That's exactly where I was too. I, got, I, was, I, was, I was in I was in the Flushing area. I got I got two I got two pit bull bites to prove it, buddy. I was down there in Dang Bang <laughs> Post Office. It's crazy. Yeah, for some reason uh, when I when I started there, I thought we was gonna have the same like not quite as much, but I thought we was gonna have like the same kind of pull at, that like firemen did. It was it wasn't true. Wait, what? What? Oh, you thought women were gonna be interested in that uniform? <laughs> no, 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 no. But like uh, one saves lives, the other one saves catalogs. I don't <laughs> oh my god! When that mailman brought that fucking Sears catalog, it made my pussy so wet. Nah, I just, I just thought, I just thought, like you know, who wants a fireman? I want the, a mailman. The cops and all that kind of stuff. You know, you know how like fire and police are kind of like cousins. No. And that was not the case. Although I did, I did if get firemen and police are cousins. Yeah, you are the retarded uncle. <laughs> <laughs> Something about that mailman when he brings that <laughs> that Sayers catalog. I tell you, I did get pulled over one time in my uniform, and they, they let me go. He's like, "All right, good." Whoa, whoa, this is a post emergency. <laughs> <laughs> Decoding four zero. Getting older as men, gaining weight, dieting, midlife crisis. Check, 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 and more checks. Awesome, all that. Over forty. It was a struggle, Fuck. man. It's a struggle. Got to work out. Got to find mm-hmm. out, to find time to do work out. Yeah. Um, Got to worry about what you eat, when you eat, how mm-hmm. much of what you eat. Jeez. And then life is depressing. It's depressing. Next time, how your life is. So sort of, after that, it's like it's slipping away. I took, like, I took the razor. And <laughs> instead of going across the wrist, I went upside the wrist and gutted my whole arm. The long way. Yeah, man. I mean, it's, two two days in Miami, you yeah. know, hanging out, and I I don't have hangovers back to back normally. Yeah, and it really hurts. <laughs> <laughs> it really hurts in my normal life. Like, there's no two days in a row you go mm-hmm. out. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. have hangovers. So it it's it's uh it's it's reality smacking you in the face. Yeah, it's pushing the envelope. Yeah, you know. But I think I think we still need to, you know, we, even though we're of a certain age, I think we still need to cut loose. Sometimes we gotta yeah, blow, you sure. gotta blow off some steam. Otherwise, you know, you go mental. Yeah, I think often. What's cutting loose at seventy for us? Probably same shit we're doing now. Decoding seventy. <laughs> <laughs> nah, the, being you know the whole dieting thing, I think is the worst because I still want to eat. Yeah, all the shit I used to eat. You know what I mean? I can't do it anymore. You find yourself reading um, ingredients and labels? No, I'm not there yet. But I I understand that. Mm. I understand that, especially if you're trying to be on a diet that is you know absent of certain things. It's 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 a it's I think a big you have step. to man. There's so yeah. much stuff has that high fructose corn syrup, which I I try to avoid. But then you can't have ketchup, like yeah. Heinz ketchup. Well, you can't have Heinz, right? Yeah, you I mean, can have ketchup. A, just have less ketchup. I don't. Yeah, but I, you don't want the the high fructose syrup at all. No, if you don't want it at all, like that's the first ingredient in most ketchup. You know, it's, and it's so it's simple shit like that or bread. Like you go to the to buy bread in the supermarket, and mm. a lot of you know, like Hostess and what, who else makes bread? Uh, Wonder the bread. devil. Yeah, high fructose corn syrup. Yeah, there's two things I look for is uh, the fiber. Sugar, and if I can't pronounce many of the things in the ingredients, then I'll probably pass. Yeah, which is a weird life. I never saw this for myself. <laughs> yeah, B, but you know what? I think what it is is that we've been putting this shit in our body for so long that there's there's an expiration date it's on every machine, and the body being a machine is goes goes to a certain. You know what? You've already went five thousand miles over the, you know the. The engine part. Mm. So every day right now, you know, you got to really stop 
going 70 miles an hour in a 30 mile zone in second gear. You got to, you got to relax. And that's what the, your body does that after a while. Yeah. And you can't eat the same shit you used to eat, man. You, yeah, be, man. you used to eat ice cream, cake. I go in a diabetic coma, eat that shit right now. <laughs> I get pulled over after eating the fucking brownie and ice cream from I'm, Applebee's. 46,000 miles and I didn't change the oil. Right. No, yeah. exactly. No, no, that fucking, I'm telling you that brown, that brownie ice cream from fucking Hands. You eat one of those and you go driving after that. I, I feel like I'm going to pass out. Wow. But it's delicious going down, but you know you're not supposed to eat a lot of sugar. Nah. At all. Sugar is never my my weakness. It's shit like French fries and pizza. What is it? The salt? The oil? Yeah. The I salt. like savory foods. Mm, yeah. Pasta. Those, this is shit that I, that I love that yeah. you can't eat a lot of. You sh- well, yeah. you shouldn't eat a lot of it. You shouldn't mm-hmm. eat a lot of it. Yeah, I'm a chip man. I got to watch my chips. Like potato chips. Potato chips, yeah. Yeah, you, you was Then why'd you buy those nasty-ass corn chips? Because. No, well, I wanted some corn chips. I couldn't find the ones that I actually like. With no salsa. Yeah, I don't. Who He couldn't find. salsa on corn chips. No, I I eat uh, salsa with chips, but I don't eat salsa out of a bottle if I can help it. Oh, he only believes in freshly made salsa. Yeah. From the salsa gods. Here's your Here's your salsa. <laughs> There's probably all types of crap in that uh, bottle and the ingredients. Probably. The salsa? Yeah. So all you, all you need is, what, tomatoes and some- I'm not an ingredient and... whore, all right? All right? They just seem dry without salsa. Well, if, if, make the salsa. if I wasn't- Or guacamole. It was just well, a, if I was in my right yeah, mind yesterday, I would have realized that we didn't actually pick up, because I was going to pick up some salsa, mm-hmm. but I forgot. Some dry tortilla chips. Mm-hmm. Wait, actually, who was going to make salsa? No one was going to make it. I was going to buy it fresh. Uh, he was I mean, talking about making it, but I knew that who? wasn't happening. You. We both were high at that point then. <laughs> me for saying it and you for even listening to me. I was, I was like, hey, shit. <laughs> you ever had Leon salsa? <laughs> <laughs> shit is delicious, man. <laughs> Got little pieces of onion and garlic in that shit. <laughs> Motherfucker. It's harder to lose weight now. Oh my that's yeah, the, that's my biggest problem. Yeah, it, I used to be able to drop 20 pounds just thinking about it. I can't. It don't come off as fast. No, you got to stop eating, period, and just breathe and drink water to lose weight <laughs> nowadays, yo. Exactly. You know what I find does work though is fast inter- intermittent fasting and fasting one day a week works. So I can be extra hungry the next day. Right, right. I'll fasting have two servings of what I missed yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I want my yesterday's breakfast with today's breakfast. <laughs> fasting no. is good for the body. Fasting is yeah. absolutely good for so the body. You fast one day a week. I I haven't been just because there's been so much going on, but yeah, I was doing it a lot uh, last year. Mm-hmm. Doing, I was fasting one day a week at work. Really just really drinking well. teas and shit like that. Yeah, you just drink tea. You drink water. Um, you know, there's certain supplements that you can take. I'm big on my vitamins. I take mm-hmm. my vitamins for sure, religiously. Not doing food, just let giving your your system a break. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes I I mean the longest I've ever fasted was 14 days. That was 14 rough. days. 10 days. 10 days. Was you Muslim or something? Yeah, why'd you do that? No, I was just doing a. I was just doing a cleanse. Some Muslim. No, I was just doing a cleanse. A Muslim. Malcolm, Malcolm Mac X. <laughs> I'm on fast for 14 days, not eat anything, baby. I tried to. I think I went. I think it made it 14. I tried. So you to were drinking, just drinking water. He was eating no food. No food. You, you no. was hallucinating, son. I know you were seeing some shit. Nah, nah, nah. I will say this: when you stop eating, if you want to see how like how many how much toxins are, are in your body. Don't eat for five days. Day two, three, four, and five, you'll feel like absolute shit. Like I felt like I felt like I wanted to die. Day six and seven, though, I felt amazing. But your body is kicking off all the toxins and it's coming out of your system. So you know, and now basically it's like the uh, what did they call it? The lemonade diet. So basically, you would put lemons, cayenne pepper. And uh, honey, the master cleanse. Yeah, the master cleanse. I did the master cleanse several times. I haven't done. I probably need to do it at day ten. I'd have been talking to Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, Jesus. (laughs) Yes, I'm on day ten of the cleanse. No, I'm fine. (laughs) And not be talking to anybody. You kidding me? It's a good reset. The master cleanse is a really, really good. Like when you, when you, when you just need to like reset, it's good. Fourteen days, no food, huh? What's the, what's the best time of year to do that? Um, depends on your your personal privilege. February never. <laughs> <laughs> I I think I think fall because it's cooler. You know what I'm saying, and it's it's not cold, but it's it's cooler. So I thought I thought fall was easier, mm. and I still drank tea, which helped a lot. That helped a lot. 
Help kind of balance it out. A little green tea. I'm too, I'm too much of a foodie for that. Yeah, I am too. But I mean, clearly. But you know. Um, but when you did this, Mac, this is when you were going for the um, the Golden Child, right? You was going to play the Golden Child at the time when you did that 14 day cleanse. This motherfucker was eating one leaf. I want <laughs> Every, the night. Please. Every 20 minutes. Yo, Wait, you, why'd you say the Golden Child? Because in the Golden Child, well, he's bald. He looks like the oh, Golden Child. Oh, you said Golden Child. Golden Child, yeah. I just said he was going for the Golden Shower. I'm like, what? what? Whoa. Whoa. That's what the fuck it sound like. Was Sir. I the only one? Come back to Earth, Skywalker. Thank you. Come back to No, Earth. he's disagreeing with you because he doesn't want to disagree with you. Nobody said golden shower, <laughs> sir. <laughs> I, thought, I thought you were going with a joke, and I thought you were no, trying to make Trying to get the engineer to yeah. co-sign. No. <laughs> no, I thought it was like a... Uh, no I, golden shower, sir. Golden uh, child. Got it. I don't know where you're at right now. <laughs> I, I was surprised. Leon, Leon started laughing. I'm like, wait, what are we talking about? Leon's in Russia right now. I'm looking for Absolutely. Him. I'm looking for Hillary's Skywalker. emails. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever happened to her emails? Who cares? You can read them. But the emails. You can read them. <sighs> Who cares? Where'd they go? But the emails. WikiLeaks. They're on uh, <laughs> online. They, they are. Who cares? Pornhub. I want to read Ivanka's emails because she was using a private email. I want to. I want to read those. There is every night. About her every I, night he wakes up trying to have sex with me, and I throw up. No, the daughter. To stop the it. daughter, not Melania. Ivanka. All them bitches sound the same. <laughs> <laughs> fuck y'all, and fuck you for interrupting and changing it. Ivanka. Thank you for listening to Decoding Forty. We hope you guys have enjoyed the show today. I'm Mac. Hello, Alaric. Then. And we appreciate you for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. Peace. Peace. We locked in. This is Decoding 40.